0: Welcome back to Trashy Divorces. I'm Stacy.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Alicia. Welcome to another episode of uh, Trashy Divorces. A little different this week, huh? A little bit different. It's been a little bit of a sad week. Mm -hmm. My beloved grandmother passed away this past week after a very long and well-lived life at the age of 93. Hmm. She is an angel, and I'm a little sad. You are. So this week, we are using an older Patreon episode to make sure that Everybody gets their share, fair share of trash
0: candy. We're
1: recycling a bit this week with one of my favorite stories.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually love this, uh, the sort of original staircase murder. There was certainly an owl involved, I'm sure of it. <laughs> this is a Trashier Tudors
1: bonus divorce episode. This one, it takes place in 1560. And it is the bizarre love triangle of Elizabeth I, son of a son of a traitor, Robert Dudley... And his wife, Amy Robsart. His
0: wife and possible murder victim. Murder victim. Yeah, it's true crime. It's a Tudor mystery. Uh
1: It's English history. There's a lot of trash candy embedded Uh, in this one. And some mispronunciations that we have. So many mispronunciations. We
0: appreciate all of our listeners who help us learn from this process, too. Thank you, all listeners.
1: I now know it is Norfolk, not Norfolk. (laughs) It's Suffolk, not Suffolk. One of the delights of Patreon is Alicia's journey with proper pronunciations of English and French words over time.
0: It really has been quite the journey. It's part of the
1: charm. I'm so sorry. The correction was issued long ago on Patreon. Norfolk, Norfolk, Norfolk. That's all I have to say. Let's go ahead and just do a quick rundown of our Patreon Magic Mirror this week. We had some people join us with tremendous gratitude, thanks,
0: and fanfare. Stacey, kick us out. Sure. Thank you to Beth, Sandra J., Susan D., Allison P., Ruth, Olivia O., Missy
1: F., Kara, Cherish B., Jessica W., Penny P., Lisa O., and Heather M. Thanks, y'all. So, so much for joining us. What did y'all hear this week? Ooh. I had a trashier tutors about the Shakespeare
0: authorship You made a very compelling case that Thank you. the historical personage named William Shakespeare is not the author of the body of work that we consider to be William Shakespeare. Stratford Willie did not write William right. Shakespeare's works. You
1: covered I had everyone's a, favorite
0: sapphic poet. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. So, uh, side piece, we covered uh, Emily Dickinson and perhaps... Definitely her lifelong, deep, wonderful friendship with her sister-in-law. But possibly when you read all those letters, sure looks like it was something else entirely. It was
1: so much fun. This week, Patreon, we are doing Shakespeare Part Mm 2. So I'm going to talk about the candidates that, now that we know Stratford probably didn't write Shakespeare, who could have written those works. Oh, also, my side piece this week, Coco Chanel. I'm very excited about that. Very cool. Very cool. That's what's happening on Patreon. One more thing before we kick off
0: the show. Y'all,
1: who wants to give the gift of trash
0: candy this Christmas? So much trash candy. Obviously, we have a live show coming up on December 29th here in Atlanta at Vinkman's. Get your tickets now. V-E-N-K-M-A-N-S dot com. And the ticket link will be in the show notes. It will be in the show notes. It is on our website at TrashyDivorces.com. Also, we have merchandise. If you should like to give the gift of a Trashy Divorces t-shirt or, or hoodie, phone case or, or hoodie or, sure. or pillow. Give Throw the gift of Trash Candy. Sure. Check out. Our website has links to everything. So feel free to uh,
1: drop on by TrashyDivorces.com. And click on the merch link. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Now, are you ready for the original staircase murder? I'm going to go get my tinfoil owl hat. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. Yep. Go, go, go. Hey, patrons. Hey, y'all.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the outpouring of love and kindness and sweetness and tenderness that all of y'all have sent since the passing of my sweet, sweet grandma. You don't know how much it means to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really do have the
0: best. We really do have the best um, group of people in the world. And as a couple of you have have asked, I am trying to take care of Alicia, who is not really great to, like, she doesn't like being taken care of. So it's always, these are always complicated situations. I'm trying. Oh, I know. I know. It's been a
1: little easier the last two days, I think, for you.
0: Alicia with the flu is fun, too. That's. uh... (laughs) (laughs) I just
1: wanted to, just a quick, just a quick note, y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We are kind of sorry for having to reuse a Patreon episode for the Sunday live feed. I just, I didn't have a new up in me this week. So apologies to those who are like, Hey, I've already heard this. You'll hear an a, a more edited version today, but we're coming back for you with more hot trash candy next week. Yeah. We'll resume
0: normal programming. Yeah, no, we have a cool one scheduled
1: and Patreon episodes this week are going to be mm-hmm. just like normal. So thank you everybody again You don't know how much I have felt all of your heartfelt um, love and prayers and wishes, and y'all are the very best.
0: You guys are the very best. Thank you. Keep it trashy and tender. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, y'all. That's right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. hey alicia so it's Hi. it's patreon bonus divorce story time and this is alicia playtime this is alicia this is totally alicia playtime Okay. today is one of my favorite mysteries can't
1: quite call it a murder can't quite call it a divorce but it is definitely true crime and divorce adjacent it is a Tudor cupcake loaded with trashy royal sprinkles
0: it really does
1: sound right up your alley oh my god okay so for your trashy divorces bingo card at Uh-oh. home mm-hmm. if you're keeping check this one has royalty executions on the tower green competing families in court factions multiple generations of being a traitor to the crown secret affairs religious strife and assassination plots okay i could go on but my point is the story has fucking everything okay you're If that
0: completes your bingo card email it no i'm kidding bingo yeah today our featured couple is
1: lady amy robsart okay and robert dudley okay starting at the end of our story because we open at the close our sweet lady amy is found at the bottom of a staircase in cumnor place what september 8th 1560 dead of a broken neck
0: 1560 so okay this all right old school 1560 going back Fifteen sixty staircase murder staircase murder at the age of twenty eight died of a broken neck. Do they have owls in England?
1: I don't think I have owls in this story, but we'll see.
0: I'll keep them. I'll put them in.
1: <laughs> so, how did Amy? How did how did Lady Amy die? Pretty sure it was the owl. Was she ill? Was, was she? it an accident? Was it suicide? Was it murder? Today, through the telling of this trashy tutor, almost divorce. Right. I shall one, lay out the psychological and astrological profile of this couple. Yes. Like I do. Like you do. Number two, provide the facts surrounding her mysterious death. And lastly, third, provide you with my white hot rage about this case and my supposition about what I think really happened and who was responsible. You ready?
0: I am. Well, I am because. You have certainly talked about these two people this. a whole lot since I've known you. So let's hear the whole thing once and for all. Let's get it all out there. The, so I can
1: just turn this on when I want you to hear it again. The original,
0: Yep. If you're going to, yeah, the original staircase murder.
1: Let's do it. Okay. Do it. The year is 1532, when our fair lovers, at least the first set of them, uh-huh. are born. Henry VIII is on the throne in 1532 preparing for his trip to meet the King of France in Calais and present Anne Boleyn to him as his future queen. Keep in mind, KOA, Catherine of Aragon, still languishing in cold-foot, wet land. He's already married, but it doesn't matter. This is 1532. In this year, a girl and a boy are born. Our girl is Amy Robsart. Daughter of a wealthy landowner, but not really very high in social station. Okay, they have some land. He does some stuff, but she's not titled. There is no distinction of. People are not the raised lineage,
0: Marquess of Chomley, or anything like that. Okay, she's born in
1: Norfolk, June the seventh. She is a Gemini. Our boy Robert, born just a few weeks later, June twenty fourth. He is a cancer. He is fifth in what will be a family of 13 children. Okay. Also, he's a Dudley. And that means that he is in the family of one of the most powerful Protestant factions at court. His family is part of this Protestant rebellion Robert's dad, John Dudley, and because they're
0: going to be a so, lot So the, of, these are... This is a fancy family, unlike hers. Hers is...
1: Correct. Hers they are Hers is titled. okay,
0: but his is a big deal. Okay. Well, they're a big deal.
1: Cycling around. You're going to find out why. Okay. So Robert's dad is John Dudley, but because there's a lot of fucking names in this, we're just going to call him Daddy Dudley from now on. Sure. Okay. So Daddy Dudley in 1533 is a definite ally to Anne to Protestantism to all the nutty shit that Henry VIII is doing and it's not yet really the time for him to interfere in court stuff. He is mostly on a campaign outside of the country daddy dudley during Anne's downfall. But here and he's kind of staying undercover now because the thing you have to know about daddy dudley is he is working to retain grace and favor after the execution of his father as a traitor in the first year of the reign of Henry VIII. So the only thing Granddad Dudley really did wrong was amass a crap ton of wealth and power. Which is
0: frequently how you run afoul of... And
1: Henry wasn't down for that plan at all. Mm -hmm. Granddad Dudley was a threat. He needed to be eliminated executed on the tower green august of
0: 1510 yikes just yikes oh well you know we're bringing this kind of yeah we got a body back, count so. in this one yeah, okay yeah.
1: so daddy dudley has legitimately spent plus 20 going on years to regain his family's status their lands their titles and he's not ruffling any feathers yet but he's going to okay so by all accounts amy and robert had childhoods that were happy enough. Amy's spending her time in Norfolk with her parents doing the Norfolk thing. And Robert... Survive, she, surviving the
0: measles. Sure. Um,
1: avoiding the land
0: of vaccinations. Avoiding the plague. Yeah. Okay. So
1: Robert, though, just like you said, the Dudleys are super connected in at court. So he's in London with his family. He's a playmate of Lady Elizabeth, who used to be a princess... But she's a lady now. She was born in 1532 as well, September of 1532. So little Elizabeth is two and a half when Annie B. is murdered. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. Ambo got screwed. And Elizabeth is a super smart kid right. and realizes that even that day something has changed. Why did you call me princess yesterday? Right. And today now I'm a lady. Well, Henry has bastardized her with the divorce from Anne Boleyn before he kills her. So Robert kind of grows up in Elizabeth's court. They're exactly the same age. They share the same tutors. They go to the same classrooms. They're playmates. And Robert, at the age of eight, Elizabeth, Robert, both at the age of eight, Elizabeth tells him that she will never marry. Hmm. Okay. So look at the example she has. Her mom's been beheaded. Right. Her next stepmother dies in childbirth. Her next stepmother is divorced and is like totally her favorite aunt. And then Catherine Howard, her mother's cousin, so part of her family and faction, executed. So really, there's not about not a lot about being a girl, being a woman. Right. That Elizabeth is looking forward to.
0: Yeah, also I think we really need to consider whether there's some sort of trashy divorces parent of the year award we could give to Henry <laughs> VIII cuz oh my god. Like when you want to model healthy relationships for your kids, I think he really took it above and beyond. So Elizabeth by the age of 8, like we In haven't age. even talked yep. about her
1: teenage years yet. That's another trashy tutors. But at age 8, she's like pshh. I will never marry. It is not for me. So court stuff and Robert's growing up fine. And Henry VIII does finally keel over in the late 1540s. And Edward VI, Jane Seymour's son, assumes the throne. But he's a littles. He is definitely super serious. He's a scholarly kid. He's super Protestant. And he is going to make a great ruler one day. But he's a little kid. Right. So everyone at court is now vying for their way in. Now that the power dynamic has changed, where do they fit in with Edward? And because he's 12, Edward doesn't have a consort. There are no ladies in waiting. Like, ladies are now gone from the court. There's no female counterbalance in court factions Really making a big play. Just a lot of testosterone, wanting power. Which Daddy Dudley pretty successfully does. And really becomes de facto ruler of England from 1550 to 1553. He's the power behind the throne. In 1550, life is great. And the Dudleys are a little bit more redeemed. Right? He's had twenty more years. He's yeah. the power by the hand of the king. Yeah. It's great. And uh the stink of granddad Dudley's traitor has almost F-fading. worn off. Yeah. Fading and like time passes. As it as it mm-hmm. does. And now Daddy Dudley with thirteen kids, it's like it's time to broker some kids' marriages. But first, in this brokering of how to ally with more power and gain more power, Robert fucks it all up. Ah, oh, the fifth kid, those middle kids. Robert has fallen in love with non-titled, not important, lovely little fair Amy Ropesart. Loves her, and she loves him, and they date court for about a year, and appear to really make a love match. Like her dad does own some land, but she's definitely socially inferior, right? And. If it's not a love match, it's, hey, we're 18 and we really want to make a fuck match. So both families are Protestant and Dudleys are an ascendant at court. And Daddy Dudley's like, all right, you know, if it makes you happy, go for it. That's cool. Yeah. And by all accounts, everyone's thrilled. Three days before her 18th birthday, Robert and Amy marry at the Royal Palace of Sheen. Edward Sixth is in attendance. It is a big deal. Young love, same age. By all accounts, it's going to be bliss. The wedding contract that was signed in May of 1550 specified that Amy would inherit her father's estate only after both of her parents die. So her mother
0: would be cared for if her mother survived. Correct. Her mom,
1: because England's got a bunch of fucked up rules about what women can and can't do, Mm -hmm. depending on their classification. Right. But the will states... That both parents, both of her parents have to die for Amy to inherit anything. But she's going to inherit something like Robert has a title. She has land. It's cool. William Cecil, you're going to hear a lot more about in a minute, comments that it is a carnal marriage. So even he knows like it's it's not a connection marriage. It is a carnal marriage and everything's groovy, at least in the beginning. So let's talk about a Gemini cancer mix. Air and water in your bogus nostrology. My very dead on nostrology. It's fog. So like this isn't the worst match in history Mm -hmm. between signs, but it's not the best. Gemini has a very intellectual nature where cancer uh, replaces that with a very feeling one. This is head versus heart all the time. The combo can be delightful, When they play with each other, they can bring out the best qualities in each other. Their common ground is the world of imagination, enchantment, wonder, and curiosity, and learning about this infinitely changeable world. The glue that's going to keep a Gemini Cancer together is the experience of life itself. Both putting the focus on that, just the adventure of life, joy de vivre. Right. This is where head and heart can meet right. with a cancer and a gemini. It's all fine and good until they stop spending time together.
0: Hmm. They have
1: to be t- it has they have to be together for it to work. Right. And our couple is going to stop spending time together and it all goes wrong. So, let's talk about it. So, remember Daddy Dudley, de facto ruler of England, puppet master, along with Edward's Seymour uncles, Jane Seymour's brothers, everybody's trying to puppet master the Boy King. Lots of powerful people, lots of feelings. And maybe in response to some of the Seymour brothers power grabs, because it's happening. One of the Seymour brothers is trying to marry Elizabeth after he's already married Catherine Parr, Henry VI Queen. Like they're making some distinct power grabs. In response to this, Daddy Dudley is like, okay, I can make a power grab, too. Watch this, motherfuckers. So, in 1553, he attempts to make an unsuccessful marriage alliance between his son, Guilford. Oh, I hate this kid. He's such a fucking asshole. This is the um, Blaine in Pretty in Pink. Okay. He's that. He's that yeah. character. Or, um... Is that is that James Spader I and think Pretty so, and Yeah, pretty sure. Like he's that guy. Yeah. He's um uh, Dudley Dursley. He's like everybody like uh, entitled and all, entitled and a jerk and it's all my world and we we hate this kid. But Daddy Dudley tries to make a marriage alliance with him to Margaret Clifford, who is like seventh in the line of secession. There are a lot of girls in the line of secession at this point because Henry Tudor And most of the Tudor line has made a uh, habit of killing off any male that could claim secession. Cool. So Margaret Clifford's like seventh in line. And that plan didn't work because Margaret's father's like, fuck no, not in my lifetime. You're Dudleys. No, you're traitors to the king. But there's another royal cousin, Lady Jane Grey, who's a little higher in the line of secession. And that match is approved with Edward VI's permission, because you have to get the king's permission. Of course, of course. And Guilford marries Jane. He's definitely making a power play. The next power play that he makes is coercing Edward, charmingly, to change the order of secession so that when, if Edward dies... The line of secession now goes to Lady Jane Grey, who is now his daughter-in-law, who is now his daughter-in-law, who is a Protestant cousin of Edward, instead of Mary, Henry VIII's first daughter, and as extreme of a Catholic as they are Protestant. Right. Okay. In May of 1553, Edward dies. He's a kid.
0: That king dies he's done the child king the dies child king dies, dies in 1553 measles <laughs> polio flu something vaccine preventable Body, probably yeah, but no cool. it's they also had some weird diseases yeah like look honey the, i brought diseases the sweating sickness or whatever that would kill you in a day and yeah. it's no he definitely
1: was ill for months leading up which okay. is part of how daddy dudley is like hey buddy hey hey uh
0: Let's go ahead and talk about the terms Very of your will. You're important not, we do this. You're not
1: yeah. looking too good today. So Edward dies in 1553. So he is 16, almost 17. He was born in 1537. Jesus. So teenage okay. king dead. If you ever wonder why Lady Jane Grey is called the Nine Days Queen, Dudley, his family and faction, set Jane Grey up as queen when Edward dies. They do not tell Mary mary has people at court so she knows so she is right now collecting a fucking army she goes on to be bloody mary is that right that is correct so she right now is uh, allying her catholic forces starting an army so she can come take over right game of thrones sure not at all fictional well and
0: you've got this uh when you did the henry the eighth story there was a there was a period of time called the Year of Three Queens. Is that correct? Fifteen thirty six. It's like this is repeated because now you've got Jane Grey, Mary, and Elizabeth, who will end up vying. Is that correct? Yeah, Elizabeth comes five years later. So okay, hold on, you're, okay. So jumping jump the
1: gun, jumping the gun. But yes, three rulers in fifteen fifty three. Well,
0: three women rulers. No,
1: Edward, Lady Jane Grey, Mary. It is your fifteen fifty three? Okay, fine. Okay, year of three rulers. You are so close. So, Mary does raise that army, comes and takes over London, and Daddy Dudley, Brother Guilford, and Lady Jane Grey, and Robert Dudley, who have been wrapped up in all of this, are locked up in the Tower of fucking London, imprisoned, and sentenced to death. Hmm. All of them. Guess what? Dudleys are traitors again. Oh, well. Right? So yeah. now we have three generations. Three generations. Of traitors to the crown. You get the, it's all building. It's all building. You need all of this to get how great the story is. Okay. (laughs) Dudley's are dirt in the name of England and all the good done in the last generation is wasted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this time, time isn't going to pass as quickly. People are going to remember, hey, you plotted to take, like, that was, that was coup, yo, treasonous. Okay. So young Robert is caught up in all this and is at the tower from July of 1553 to October of 1554, a year and four months. And that's a long ass time. That's a long ass time. So Amy is allowed a visit to Terry with him on occasion. There's also, at this time, because the Dudleys aren't the only one in court factions, There's also another famous prisoner, the Tower of London at this time, Princess Elizabeth. Sorry, Lady Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Mary's baby sister, daughter of Anne Boleyn, has been locked up by Mary as well in the fucking tower for a whole other conspiracy. But needless to say, she is in the pokey. She's been accused with treason as well. And Elizabeth is praying that she doesn't get beheaded with the rest of them. I digress. So Dad, Guilford, Jane... All axed. And Robert gets a reprieve. Amy's family, her influence, her love for him. She makes all sorts of appeals. And with family connections, Robert actually gets the fuck out of this. And manages not to be beheaded. So, cool. Great. And when Robert gets out, Amy's family really supports them. Amy's dad passes away in 1554. Amy's mom passes away in 1557. So, very sad. But hey, now we've got land. We've inherited a we've inherited a lot of land wealth. So Robert, things aren't looking too bad, right? His family's a traitor again. Right. And that's cool. And it's the reign of Mary the First, and he's still Protestant, but he and Amy are gonna be okay. They're looking forward to building a future together. Right. Things have like we're going to win this, baby. We're going to do this. We're going to survive this, baby. Right? They're looking to live their own ver- own version of uh, Spanish pipe dream. Going in the country, building a home,
0: plant sure. a garden, eat some sure. peaches. Everything's going to be great. Well, Playing house hunters. By now, they've survived all the childhood diseases. Fuck it's that done, right? Like, would have wiped them out. So, we've made it through the worst of what can ever happen. They're immune to diphtheria. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. But it's England. And you know in England, soon as
1: shit gets stable... You know it's about to go down
0: again. Just go into soap making and save the world, would you? (laughs) (laughs) So what goes down? In November
1: of 1558, Mary the First, yay, blessedly fucking dies. Okay. Elizabeth gets the news at Hatfield. This is the Lord's doing and is glorious in our eyes. And is she
0: next up? Elizabeth's next. She's... She's queen. Bat her up? Okay. batter her up. Somehow I thought there had been a war of secession that she was involved in. Doesn't, is it Mary Queen of Scots that, doesn't she have to fight somebody? Yeah. She's going to fight Mary Gies and not
1: necessarily Mary Queen of Scots, but we're getting there. See, it's like you're in AP history all over again. Okay. So November 1558, Elizabeth assumes the throne. This is glorious in our eyes. Elizabeth may be living large, but she has inherited a crap ton of problems. Shit's shitty. England is in the middle of a religious war with Mary's 100% Catholic reign, lots and lots of burnings at the stake. So Mary executed over 300, 301 maybe, 300 people during her reign. Only five years. I
0: was going to say it was a short reign.
1: By contrast, Henry VIII, executed 81 people and he reigned for 40 years and he's supposed to be the tyrant right okay before mary right it was edward so we've had a shift from henry religious scholar making up his own religion to
0: super protestant with edward super catholic with mary right who probably felt like she had Quite a bit of cleaning up to do among the citizenry to, to lunatic, reimpose that one. the old time religion.
1: Fucking lunatic. Okay.
0: What we love are theocrats <laughs> on this show in particular. So
1: that's a big problem. The struggle for how the country is going to manage religion under Elizabeth. Also, England is uh, bankrupt. Oh. Bankrupt as fuck. And looking like 2 a.m. last call... <laughs> At the European Country Bar with France and Spain eyeing England and shutting the joint down. Right. 2 a.m. last call. Elizabeth not only assumes the throne, but 99 problems. And oh, her entire star chamber, privy chamber cabinet really want her to get married. And they are pushing every gross European bachelor Young, old, gay, doesn't matter. All the choices her way. So to
0: make an alliance to, yeah, like it's a weak country. So they need.
1: So take it back. She's got a hundred problems. Right. But Elizabeth is going to do the damn thing. She's been waiting her whole life to actually stay alive <laughs> long enough to be queen. She is determined to win the Game of Thrones. And yeah. she does. She does. Annie B's faction, right, has kept Elizabeth alive, safe, protected for her to make it to this point. And her whole faction's like, hell yeah, we're doing this. Okay. Elizabeth is a lot like her mom. She is so smart. It is fucking scary. She's lovely. She speaks six languages. She is scholarly AF. Roger Asham, who's like the premier scholar- in england at that time it's like i i can't teach her like she's she's brilliant like she is just she is legitimately phenomenal phenomenal woman okay so <laughs> her favorite pastime is to take foreign texts translate them so a text in another language yes translate it to another language not english and then take that text and translate it into a different language that's what she does like a fucking crossword. That's her pastime for relaxing. Let me take some archaic Greek and translate it. Sure. Into Italian. What the
0: fuck, man? Well, I, I mean, there was no internet. There, were, <laughs> there was no electricity. Again, the measles thing was bad, so. Smallpox. So, she is wicked smart. And remember from the age of eight,
1: what has she said? I will never marry. Never. She's seen women lose all their power and often their lives because of marriage and babies. And she ends up saying to her privy counselor, like, I am married to England. Right. I am married to this country. I'm married to these people. I do. Married to the job. Husband isn't going to do it for me. Yeah. But to rule successfully, she is going to need some right hand men around. And especially in changing out Mary's Catholic court. She's going to need her people in play. So she makes two essential posts. Number one, William Cecil is appointed Secretary of State. This time he is 38. He is brilliant. He is modest. So modest that instead of riding a horse, he rides a donkey. Hmm. He is a cousin of Blanche Perry, Elizabeth's longest serving and most loyal companion and confidant. Okay. So, Blanche Perry grew up as, like, an adult taking care of Elizabeth. She's cousins with William Cecil. So, right. there's a family alliance. And by this point, he has played on both sides of the government through Edward's reign and Mary's. He's Protestant AF, but he's been managed managing to play both sides and stay alive. But now that Elizabeth's in charge... He is a hundred percent team Elizabeth, Protestant AF, loyal to Elizabeth to a degree that is extraordinary. Okay. Okay. That's post number one. Post number two. Every lusty queen needs a
0: what? Pony boy. You said it. I thought you were going to say Chancellor of the Exchequer because that's no. an important post. You okay. got to have a pony you gotta boy. Gotta have your Stacey. pony boy. And welcome
1: Robert Dudley, Pony master boy. of the horse, taking care of Elizabeth's safety, her desires, and her pleasures. Like, he's master of the horse, so anything that horses have to do with, pageants, parades, hunting, sure. riding, mm-hmm. uh, what a, he is in charge of fucking fun. Okay. <laughs> Remember the two have been constant friends since right. childhood. They were both in the tower. Like, they're kind of BFFs. It's a good gig. But the whole court is kind of pissed about it. He is the Queen's favorite. Everyone's angry and hey. He's the, uh, I have to do it. Son of a son of a traitor. Right. Right? He, Elizabeth feels like he's been persecuted wrongly, just like she has. So it doesn't
0: matter that he's the
1: son of a son of a traitor. I mean, it would
0: wants Um, him at her side i can understand her perspective though like her father beheaded his grandfather right so Mm -hmm. uh, her father also beheaded her mother so i mean
1: oh and and her sister
0: beheaded his father
1: uh, right and And his brother yes and And then her her,
0: and almost him yes her extremely tyrannical sister from the wrong religion lady jane
1: gray's her cousin too and Lady Jane Grey grew up with Elizabeth in the same household. She was in the same classrooms with Robert Dudley. Right. Like, it's all just shitty. Now she has her dark, handsome gypsy, Robert Dudley, at her side, pony boy.
0: But his Gemini wife is back at the estate. Uh, is that right? Yeah, so we're gonna talk about that. Okay. So it turns out Elizabeth and Robert Dudley are spending a lot of time together.
1: His apartments at court are really close, if not adjoining with hers. By the end of April, 1559, tongues are wagging. Elizabeth never lets Robert leave her side. He's not allowed to go anywhere, which causes a little bit of a problem for dear Lady Amy. Elizabeth also does not like other women at court. Wives are not welcomed. Besides the fact that it costs a fortune, other ladies get in the way of all the attention being paid to... She's oh, Virgo. I see. Okay. All the attention being paid to her. That's
0: fascinating. I don't think I've ever heard that portrayal uh, of her. She's usually... Portray- like, older in life, she was pretty level. Uh, oh, I
1: mean, she takes over the throne 1558. She's hot. She's 25. Yeah. She's Anne Bowen's daughter. Yeah. She's smart as fuck. She's sexy as no, fuck. No, I get and it. she... I get it. Wants it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. (sighs) Robert sets him up at Kew Palace, which uh, stood in the Kew Gardens, which is super close to Richmond, Elizabeth's Palace in London, where she's staying a lot these days. Amy doesn't ever get to Kew Palace. Like, mention of her is not allowed at court, it is unpleasing to Elizabeth. Like, Elizabeth gets angry if Amy is mentioned. Elizabeth will call on him unannounced all the time. Amy cannot be there.
0: Wow, Robert that, does. That That is not cool. No, Robert does
1: fun. go visit Amy in Easter, 1559. And Amy comes to London in May of that same year. Spends about a month and is, I don't know if like maybe the queen found out that she was there. But right. she is unceremoniously sent home Shipped packing. back, yeah. In June of that year, the Spanish ambassador, different. This is not Chapuis. Right. This is a new one, but he's just as much of a fucker. And if you learn never to trust the Spanish ambassador, he writes back to Spain that her health is improved, but she's being very careful with her food, Lady Amy. We don't know what that means. Wow. Okay. This is, it's a mystery. Wow. So much court gossip. Okay. So after this month long visit, Ends in June of 1559. Robert and Amy will never see each other again. She has 14 months to live.
0: They don't see each other for more than a year.
1: Damn. So by December 1559, Amy has moved into this. uh, Amy has moved into Cumnor Place. It's near Abington in Berkshire. The house, which is an altered 14th century monastic complex, is rented by a friend of Robert Dudley's. And this friend and his wife live there, as well as some other relations. It is a big place. There are lots of people around all the time. Amy is given rooms in the best rooms in the house, this upper story apartment with a separate entrance and a staircase leading to it. Not the
0: staircase she's going to be found on, though. Just near the (laughs) Owlry. Ah... Her
1: rooms are also, because it's a four-walled, so there's four walls and a courtyard inside, but all the rooms are kind of built. So everything in those four walls is connected to everything else. Okay. Amy also has an internal staircase that gets her into the rest of the home. Through this period, Kupner Place is the last place she'll live, but Amy's been moving around a lot. And here's the thing, like Robert is always sending gifts to her as she's traveling around and staying with friends. Silks, threads, venison, spices. Like, she is never in want of material things. Her needs are provided for. (laughs) She's just never allowed to see her husband. (laughs) Her material needs are provided for. Her emotional needs... Right. Nowhere close. So, never had any kids. No evidence that she actually was ever pregnant. As a wife of a... Pony boy. Well, as a wife of Pony Boy... She is, as a wife of this time, she is looking after the business of his lands and farms. So this is December 1559. In the next eight months, she's going to hear a lot about Elizabeth and uh, her husband. We don't know how that affected her, but it can't have not gotten to her with as connected as everything is. So let me tell you a little bit about Coomner Place. It's a small medieval house, Greystone. Part of it was a religious foundation. It was a summer retreat for abbots. Occasionally, it served as a sanatorium for monks. It is a rambling, quadrangular building around a courtyard. There is an upper floor. The home is in a very good state of repair. It is very well taken care of. There are a lot of crumbling, crap places that are sitting around England. This isn't one of them. This is a functioning, well-functioning home. Amy is there. With a couple of servants and her personal maid, Mrs. Pergo. Amy also has a companion, the widowed sister of William Hyde. Her name is Mrs. Odding Mrs. Odding was Amy's former host at Denchworth. Somebody, some other place that she stayed in her travel around. What I'm trying to tell you is this place has all kinds of people fucking living in it. Like four or five separate families. There are lots of apartments, lots of rooms that are all separated, but all connected as well. Okay. Okay. Scene set there. At the end of 1559, Elizabeth is staying next door to Ponyboy, but still, like, making pretense of courting international suitors. She's playing the game, dangling hopes of success, but never actually compromising her freedom. William Cecil is like... Will you just pick one, for Christ's sakes. If not this dude, how about these other dudes? There's actually like a 30-plus page list listing all the options that Cecil has found for her.
0: So every nobleman in Europe, basically? Every nobleman in
1: your Everyone is on that list except for Ponyboy. Well. Right?
0: He's married. There's Well, and there's no alliance to be had. Ponyboy is not – that would not be a political union. I mean – But Cecil is flinging every option he can
1: her way because in no way at all is fucking Robert Dudley fit to be king. He is a threat. I see what's going on here. I see the two of you. Not cool. He's the son of a son of a traitor. And Elizabeth, please turn your attention anywhere but him. You are ruining your reputation. What is wrong with you? And it's not just him. Like, this is the entire court is... Ch-ch-ch-ch. tongues are wagon. Okay. By the beginning of 1560, this is a national scandal. In March of 1560, the Spanish ambassador writes back to Spain that Robert has told him that if Robert lived another year, he would be in a very different position. The Spanish ambassador has also written that Robert is thinking of divorcing his wife. So the Spanish ambassador last year was, maybe she's sick. She's careful with her food. Like, There's all kinds of speculation. Rumors are spreading that he is poisoning his wife and Elizabeth poisoning his wife. Maybe she's ill. Maybe she has breast cancer. Maybe he's really trying to get an annulment on the lack of no kids. Like every rumor around is spreading. And Elizabeth is still playing like hold the suitors at bay long enough for Amy to come to whatever conclusion Amy's going to come to nobility and the court is holding it against robert that she's not marrying and there end up in the spring of this year being all kinds of fucking assassination plots all unsuccessful but he like every day he is okay he's gonna try to kill me today oh against pony boy yeah against pony boy well court's pissed yeah court's freaking out they're ready to stage a coup But, again, all on some level, they're kind of reassuring themselves. Like, Robert's married. He has a pretty wife. They're, you know. But there are rumors. Amy's sick. Robert's waiting for her to die. Rumors and poison.
0: Robert's not allowed to see her. He's not allowed to leave.
1: Right? All right. So, rumor, poison, illness, may mean annulment. All the rumors are being spread. And Cecil is like, Elizabeth, your reputation is in danger. Could you just please pick any dude from anywhere and stop this scandal? Elizabeth, not interested. And she begins in earnest to start shelving her international suitors that are there or that she's playing the game with away, winter and spring of 1560. Elizabeth also makes the decision to send away William Cecil. Cecil's sent to work out a compromise with Mary of Guise that recognizes Elizabeth as England's legitimate queen. Cecil pretty much averts a war with Scotland Gets Elizabeth exactly what she sent him to do, but he's gone for a few months. And he thinks, woo, you're really going to be happy about the – yeah, Yeah. 100%. But he's getting icy letters from her in the meantime. Like, you could have done more. Why didn't you get Calais back? Where are my reparations? And he's like, I went on this mission that you didn't think would ever be successful, and I've made it a success, and you're admonishing me? Like – Fuck. Okay. But having achieved this coup, Elizabeth, recognized queen, everything's going great. She spends the summer of 1560 in pleasureland with a capital P, abandons all of her actual duties, and just hangs out with Ponyboy all day. It's a great summer for her. But the court is coming apart at the seams over it. They hide themselves away for days. Like, just leave the tray at the door. Thanks. Rumors of divorce and worse. And by July, old Cecil gets back to England and is like, uh, what the fuck? Elizabeth is being super chilly to him and has allowed Robert permission to cozy up to Cecil's main rival at court. You don't do that without Elizabeth's permission. And Elizabeth has given that. Okay. Okay. Cecil also senses that the relationship between Elizabeth and Robert has undergone a fundamental change. Something changed while I was gone. Elizabeth has no gratitude to him, and now she tells him, hey, you're going to have to go ahead and fund that whole peacekeeping England saving thing mission that I sent you on because I'm not going to reimburse you for your expenses for that. That's a bad boss right there. When, uh, (laughs) huh. Cecil needs to talk to her and goes to her rooms. Her ladies in waiting are like, sorry, Cecil. She's out riding with Ponyboy. She is unavailable, locked in with Ponyboy. Oh, here's what's fun. One night, the torchbearer, so the guy who holds the torch on your boat going up and down the Thames, comes back to the Privy Council, Cecil and all of her advisors, with a report that he was torchbearing as Elizabeth was coming back from a late night visit to Kew Palace, where Robert lives, and is like, ah, oh, isn't he dreamy? He's a man above all others, and I will raise him. Now, what does that mean? Is she gonna give him further honors? Is she gonna restore his Duke title? Is it marriage? But whatever's on is on. This is a grave concern. How far is this thing gone? Elizabeth again, you are ruining your reputation. Cecil's super depressed. He's ready to resign. He uh, sees that this is the end of his thing. The writing's on the wall. Like, this is how right, collapsed he is. Let me and my donkey make some plans just to get out of here. He knows his career is over. So much, in fact, that he writes his best buddy, Thock who is in France, in Paris, as an ambassador for England. Hey, buddy, come on back home. I'm not going to be around for that long. You you need to get back here to help because I'm not going to have a job. Okay. Court scandal boiling hot. This is the end of August. The court moves over to Windsor Palace. So now Cecil's pissed and he's telling everyone from here to the back of the room at court that he is quitting. He is done. He says it is a bad sailor that does not see a storm coming in Find Safe Harbor. He is so unhappy at the suit unsuitability of Robert Dudley. And the affair thing that's happening, that he's just going to get on his donkey. Sure. Right into the sunset. Okay. Okay. So on September 7th, it's a super big party at court, as the next day is Elizabeth's 28th birthday. Party time. Pony boy. Let's have a birthday weekend. Also, on September the 7th, Elizabeth tells the Spanish ambassador that Lady Amy has died. Lady Amy hasn't died. Oh, but Elizabeth tells the Spanish ambassador that Lady Amy has died, and you need to keep it on the DL, dude. And it's a big secret, but she's dead. And have you ever learned not to tell the Spanish ambassador anything? But something does happen. In fact, the next day, Elizabeth's 28th birthday, September 8th, Lady Amy does die. Original staircase murder. Amy Dudley is found lying at the bottom of the staircase inside Kumner Place. Under very unusual circumstances. Owl feathers everywhere. (laughs) Close. would be unusual. Close, No. So circumstances are odd as fuck. Amy wakes early that morning and commands her entire staff to leave. Like her staff was angry about it. But she's like, I need you all to get the fuck out of the house today. I need you all to go. There's a fair that's happening in town. Wouldn't everybody like a day off? The staff does not want to leave her. At the inquest, one of her servants says, I judged her to be a woman of very strange mind. Her staff was pissed. But Amy orders everyone to go away. She needs to be alone. So there are some options here. Suicide. Maybe she knows she does have breast cancer and illness of the breast and is about to die anyway. And she's like, nah, let me just go ahead and off myself. Let me do it. Is it an accident? Did she just take a misstep on some stairs and end up with a fall and a broken neck because of a bad tumble? Was she poisoned? It's always a possibility in Tudor England. Or was it murder? Could Robert have done this? Who else would have had a motive to murder his wife? So throughout the details of how this breaks out and shakes down in the next year, we're going to look at all these scenarios for likelihood and possibility as we talk about what happens. Okay. So Robert is with Elizabeth at Windsor and hears of Amy's death and is instantly freaking out about his reputation. And he writes to his steward, Thomas Blount, who's on his way to Cumnor already, like, dude, open an inquest. Elizabeth immediately banishes Robert from court. Oh, interesting. For all deaths in Tudor England, there's always a recorded record. The end of the day, this is gonna her death is going to be found to be accidental, but it was misfiled for years. It took a year for the inquest to get completed, so it was filed in 1561, not 1560. Her inquest records just turned up like five years ago.
0: Can I ask why? um, Why she banished Ponyboy from court? Because it's his wife is dead but was it like he needs to go and attend to his family situation since his wife has passed or is, or was it more sinister like your wife is dead and no one knows why okay. you need to get out of my presence okay okay
1: so robert calls it his case and he it is eventually found to be an accident and he's happy about that part but maybe it should be looked into more because when this record turned up whatever it in the last decade It actually makes a coroner's report, and there are, it's this Tudor word called dents, not D-E-N-T-S, but D-I-G-N, bunches of G's and T's, dents. So in the coroner's report, there is a dent in her head that is the width of a quarter of a thumb, and there is also another dent that is the depth of two thumbs, she has open fucking wounds in her head at the bottom of the staircase. She has broken her neck. The jurors are going to say that this is misfortune and nothing more. Her headdress, though, still in that same corners report, is noted as undisturbed. Lady Amy is buried at St. Mary's with a lot of pomp and circumstance. The funeral cost to Dudley is about 2,000 pounds. In 2017 dollars, this is the sum of, are you ready, 466,000 pounds. How is that even possible? Half a million fucking pounds on her. He is giving her the, like, he is trying to save his reputation. Yeah, it's an accident, but it's suspicious AF. Right. So let me spend a half a million dollars sure. on her funeral. Robert does not attend the funeral. It's custom for that point for spouses not to attend. Wow. Mm-hmm. Robert goes back to Kew Palace and mourns for about six months, but really he's been banished from court. Cecil is telling the Spanish ambassador that Elizabeth and Robert Dudley were certainly in the process of doing her away with poison. She wasn't sick at all. Nicholas Thockmorton, who still is in Paris, is the English ambassador, allies with Cecil and he's doing his level best to make sure that the gossip is spread around the French court too. Cecil and Throckmorton both know that Robert did not murder Amy, but they're not letting on because this is really good for them. Because Cecil's back. Death of Amy. Hey, I've reclaimed all my power. Right. I don't need to spend my country in their retirement, you know, riding my mule. So by October of the following year, after the inquest is done and completed, Robert returns to court and the queen loves him as much as ever. But, uh he's thinking like hey i've paid my uh dues let's let's get it on i've been in mourning for a year mm-hmm. my i'm now a widower there's nothing stopping us right elizabeth has changed her tune she is imperiled by the scandal she tells him like i know something funny happened man cecil's been talking about it doc morton's been talking like something weird happened and this accidental death thing isn't flying with me and i know other things that have not been reported and elizabeth smart careful is not going to take that risk and returns back to her childhood vow of, I will never marry. Right. And Robert knows son of a son of a traitor. Now his reputation is done. And like he spends every bit of his time wishing it hadn't happened. But think about this. If you're Cecil, it's like Agatha Christie or gone girl, the suspicion of you alone is enough to ruin you mm-hmm. right it's your family of course this is your family lineage of course you're a dirty dirty bastard all the rivals at court are now studying the inquest everybody's trying to find a way to take robert down especially now that he's been back
0: at oh wait court. so is this like the Mueller report and like yes. all
1: of his enemies are like
0: Grr. this is it yes okay.
1: that's exactly it interesting so here's the deal if she did have breast cancer, it could have made her bones and spine brittle enough that a fall maybe would have caused a broken neck with limited impact. Maybe she did make a desperate decision to stick it to him and take her own life, but suicide in Tudor times is like it's oh yeah. It doesn't ha it's not unheard of, sure, but it is uh, so against religion that no, it's understand. a rarity.
0: Is it possible as well since she is living in this compound with plenty of other people that she may have struck up a friendship with a male that turned or lady,
1: uh, odding cells, mm-hmm. lady companion, but everybody's gone. Okay. So hold here's Okay. And maybe if she's dying anyway and knows it's coming, maybe she's like, you know what? Fuck off, Robert. I'm going to go ahead and find a way to set my own death up so that you look guilty as fuck.
0: Right. But how does she get
1: those head wounds? It's a good question. Is it owls? So here's my supposition. And I mean, this is why would you need to clear your household? Why do you send everybody away that day? If maybe you're not having an important visitor come to you? I need it to be secret. You've been you've been told I need to I need to see you. You need to clear the house. It's a secret visit. Who would be important enough for her to clear her house? Robert? Sure. Cecil? Or one of his henchmen, because he had henchmen. So let me tell you, in something else that's been found. God, I get so excited about this. Okay. Something else that's been found, because Cumnor Palace was a house in very good repair. A few years after this, there is a grid map, like architecture drawing of the home made. And, (laughs) okay. The fall that she took was six stairs. That's not much. She went around a corner. And so in this house, because it has been built up over the centuries, the stairwell, if I can exp- saudi a visual podcast, this isn't like 30 straight stairs in a row like Scarlett O'Hara. Right. Stairs are built for you to carry things. And if you do take a fall, you're stopping yourself after six stairs. There's a landing. Now you turn the corner. There's another five stairs and there's a landing. Like you're never going to fall enough stairs to fucking hurt yourself Mm -hmm. unless you're Amy Robsart. It's a tiny amount of space. And did we mention the dents the size of two thumbs? Mm -hmm. So the case against Robert having anything to do with it. All of his letters at the time, every bit of his correspondence supports his unpreparedness and shock and bewilderment. He is acting exactly the way you would if...
0: You got news that your wife had suddenly died under weird circumstances. circumstances. That's
1: exactly right. If he's acting, (laughs) it's the best act that's ever been put on in history. I don't think he's acting like court scandal and rumor and gossip. But he is not going to be stupid enough to try to end maybe an annulment. Sure. Maybe she's already dying. But no, I'm not going to fucking kill her. He's not going to be stupid enough to do that when he's barely escaped with his life from the tower all those years ago. Like ending her is the ruin of him. It lays him out for crucifixion. His reputation is beyond repair. Elizabeth will never be his, although he does try to make a few more attempts. Robert will not marry again until 1578 to Latice Nallis, who is also a cousin of Elizabeth. And that story is pure trashery and scandal. But coming back around for another Trashy tutors. Okay, so my position, totally and completely, although it will never be proved, is that William Cecil did it. He has motive, means, and opportunity. He has the most to lose from Dudley making a rise at court and marrying Elizabeth, and the most to gain if he can set him up for that type of reputation, assault, and slander. Because he didn't do anything anyway, but I can... I can crucify you just on gossip alone. Like it is a calculated and Which
0: is cruel plot. So, it's what was done to Anne Boleyn.
1: <laughs> but calculated and cruel sounds exactly like William Cecil. Well,
0: and me. it, and it sounds, it's very much in keeping with the power plays of the time. I mean, again, that is what Cromwell did to Anne Boleyn and, yep. and her entire faction at court. That's exactly it. So my money is on Cecil. Sure. But you tell me like, do you know about
1: the case? Do you care about the case? Uh, comment and let me know. I'll ask you. Do you think it was an accident, illness, suicide, or murder? What's your...
0: Well, head wounds that don't have any reason to be there from the fall pattern. Six um, stairs. Well, let's say she did have some underlying... Right, like a broken neck from six stairs would be unusual, but certainly feasible. Is she still, ill, sure. sure. But no, if you get mysterious head wounds, yeah. Two thumbs deep. Into your brain, yeah. Into
1: your brain,
0: yeah. Uh that that strikes me as she was struck with something you know, that So you look at like okay, Maybe a couple the of times.
1: Inquest, it took a year, accidental. And you still have Elizabeth saying, like, I know there's something fucking fishy. Yeah. Like the inquest may have said that it was an accident and it was just misfortune for Amy, but it's enough that I'm I'm done with you. Sure. I mean they still pony boyed up, don't get me wrong. Like he's still around, but It's a definite, it is not the love affair that was happening previous, much to Robert's dismay. Yeah. So that is the trashy, maybe murder, not quite yet divorced of Robert Dudley and Amy Robsart. And oh, just to round it out, you know what's a perfect match astrologically? What? Cancer and Virgo. Oh, Robert and Elizabeth would have made a incredibly wonderful pair. But there you go. There's your yeah. irony. That's the hmm. story. I love that story. What do you think? You
0: think there's something fishy to it too, don't you? I do, yeah. yeah. No, the Cecil thing makes perfect or one of his henchmen, but I mean yeah, I've that written perfect it sense. So that
1: Cecil makes perfect sense. But I mean Cecil makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like who else? You don't clear the house. You don't command your staff to go away. Your staff is angry about it and, and I don't. At I
0: don't e- and I don't think you clear your staff if your husband is going to drop by for a visit. No, you're going to want everybody to see your husband. Well, and, and to pamper him, like to remove his sure. boots and do all the footman stuff that all of the that the servants do to bring wine, to right. bring food. Like you, yes. Okay, so here's another little addendum that
1: case to me is against suicide Uh, the one piece there's not a lot that still exists that Amy Robsart actually wrote but like a week and a half before her death she has written a letter to her tailor talking about the kind of dress she wants like I want it to be like this other dress that I had but change these things about it Yeah. like I don't think the staff says you know she's been depressed we've been worried about her and even to the point where,
0: well, the queen had stolen her husband whom she hadn't seen for 14 exactly.
1: months. And she may have been in ill health. Exactly. Like, so there is, here's a little interesting, Like, I could talk about the story all day, I fucking love it. But her whole staff, her servants, Mrs. Odding's cells, like everybody's really worried about her. And they end up writing to the queen's physician at Oxford. Like, hey, this is Robert's wife and we're really worried about her. Can you prescribe something for her Hmm. to help? And the queen's physician is like, are you fucking out of your mind? I'm not giving you anything. I'm not going to be in the tower for her having a reaction. Just like, no, sorry, not doing that. So like even her staff had tried to intervene medically and medically, the doctor, they tried, like maybe they went to another doctor. I don't know. But he's like, fuck, no, I'm not giving her in or out of your mind. I'm not going to know. So it's tricky. Like there's a for every way you can make a case. There's another million things why that couldn't be it. Like It's all this is one of my favorite mysteries. I think Cecil's a dirty, dirty dog because he lives out the rest of his life for Elizabeth doing her jam running. Like He is a, a statesman beyond compare her loyal ally for the rest of his life anyway there's a trashy bonus divorce such a good story so tell us what y'all think
0: accident murder illness suicide who do you who who done it yeah i know know a lot of you are much more into this than um than i am (laughs) um it is a good little mystery story but now you've heard it yeah I don't think that... No, I've never heard it that completely before. Well, you um, sometimes start rolling
1: your eyes and get a little bored. So now that I have you on
0: mic, you I know. have to listen to the whole thing. I know. I'm, I'm your hostage for Tudor history. I love this. Um, no, it is. It's a good the little manifestation mystery. manifestation of all my nefarious plans it's, coming true. It's a good little whodunit, which Isn't would not which would include herself in the, in the options for whodunit. Yeah, um, there's... I don't know. How many options do you want to take it down? And And the owlry next door.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, we definitely, definitely was an owl. I don't even know why William Cecil just didn't fly in a flock of owls from Hogwarts. Probably did. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Let me know. Comment. Let me know if you've listened and what you think about it. Do you think
0: Cecil is a dirty, dirty dog? Or uh, what are your assumptions? See, I would say it could have been Elizabeth, except she banished him from court and ended, and that thus ended the but relationship. See, Elizabeth right? said the night before Lady Amy's dead.
1: Remember, she had some kind of precognizance twenty four hours before anybody knows that Amy is dead. That Amy is dead.
0: Or the Spanish ambassador got
1: the Fudged day wrong a little on that
0: right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, That's, we're never going to get tricky. Can I also ask? Okay, because again, the Spanish ambassador was documenting the last days of Anne Boleyn as well. Different Spanish ambassador, but yes. No, I I understand, Mm -hmm. but did the English crown treat the Spanish ambassador, that position, whoever was holding Mm -hmm. it, differently as a way to funnel information that, I don't know, the French court wouldn't have? Because I feel like that was the big rivalry at the time. That, That would change. But it is interesting that all of these accounts, I mean, it is as though the government of Spain and the government of England had some sort of... Spain is Catholic. They want Catholicism back
1: in England. So okay, now, so they're just washing
0: more. Cl- well, so is France though. France. Well, yeah.
1: sure, but hold on, Catherine of Aragon, Spanish princess. So you've got decades and decades of Spanish ambassadors. Very because Chapuis was at the English court for God like three decades, but everything they're writing it is to depending on what time period it is. Like, their um, family. Defend her, Catherine her family. of Aragon. Yeah. Promote Mary's cause to the throne. Dissolve Protestantism. Uh, excommunicate Henry. Like, Spain is always involved on the side of Spain and the side of God and the side of okay. what they think the Catholic religion is.
0: So their ambassadors were just sort of more keen observers or maybe they kept the records better? Than- no, they're
1: very, very biased.
0: <laughs> oh, I know, but I... The, I'm sure the French ambassador would have been very, very biased as well. And the you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Like Spain kept immaculate records. Okay, that's kind of yes. what I'm asking. Like, why are all of these accounts from the ambassador from Spain? Because you know?
1: Spain didn't fuck around. They filed everything. They categorized everything. They wrote about what they got. So even if those records were destroyed, we've like it. Right. Yeah. Spain did not dick around with their communications from the English court. Because Spain wants England. Right. Like, you've still got England... At this time, like Elizabeth's going to die in 1603, leaving England once again. Like the Mary Queen of Scots thing hasn't even fucking happened yet in this story. Like this is trashy tutors for life, yo. All right. Anyway.
0: On that note. Trashy tutors for life. Careful. Careful. Death and execution. Careful what you tell the Spanish ambassador.
1: Yeah, that's the truth.
0: Keep it trashy. Because generations henceforth shall know... Some version of what you said. Keep it Tudor. Keep it trashy. God, it's
1: so much fun. I All love right, this story. Thanks we everybody will for tuning in. We'll talk soon.
0: <laughs> Bye, y'all.
1: Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production, created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia, by us, Stacy and Alicia.